Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a view from the Bullins podcast. Listen to all the latest news and inside track from Goodison Park. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Michael Ball, Lee McLean, Ben Stanley, and Matt Neal. Bawley, Brentford 1, Everton 0, no wins in 7, one win in 10 
in all competitions. What are your initial thoughts after the game? Well, it sort of shows you how bad we are right now as a club and as a team that, you know, going to Brentford, I was travelling down with my mates and you're just hoping to get a point against Brentford. That's the how bad we are. It's the current situation we're in. We're hoping, can we just get, come back with a point at least and, you know, fingers crossed, we can snatch a win. We're playing Brentford. Um, but then we got the good news of the core was back in. De Grey was on the bench. So you start getting that blue mentality again. You start thinking, oh, we can do this here. We've got a few boys back and they start off well, the way we always hope and pray they can do. We're, you know, we're, we're going to get the three points here. And then very early on from the game, it's set up. We looked up for it. You know, we Brentford were awful. So I was expecting us to smell a bit of blood. And as the game goes on, you know, stamp our authority on them. And we, we failed to do that. You know, I know we had the majority of the possession, but they didn't have their main centre-half playing. They had a change of goalkeeper. And you're just thinking, you know, put a bit of pressure on them new boys, try them out. You know, and you, you've got someone up front there who doesn't do anything. We're not really having shots outside the box to, te- te- you know, test the keeper, really. And we sort of made it easy for Brentford. And obviously, the, you know, the VAR went against it. It was a penalty, but, you know, they got the goal. So they were happy with that. And they just sort of sat in and tried to make it difficult for us. We were, you know, we've got no consistency going forward, have we? We're getting that final third. There's no rhythm. And yet, we, could, we always keep on looking for excuses for them. You know, there's no DCL. You know, there's no Richarlison. And when we get in that final third, there's no consistency there. We don't know what we're doing. Um Sometimes we're delaying the crosses coming in and then sometimes we're getting the crosses in early. Rondon's pulling off. You know, he should be breaking his neck to get across this two centre-halves and find a gap to get on the end of any crosses. Demario Gray come on the pitch and put two great balls in. But there's no one there. You know, you look at, you know, come back home late last night, you watch a match of the day and you, know, you look at other clubs like Man City, Gundogan. But they put a cross in. There was five players in the box, in the six-yard box. You know, we'd be lucky to get five players in that half at this rate. You know, and it's just like the spineless and the toothlessness of trying to win football games. You know, as that game was going on, I think everyone in the crowd went, well, we're expecting Brentford to be a better team. You know, we were expecting to play good football. You know, they are doing pretty well, you know, in the Premier League, but they're going through a bad run. And as the game went on, I just thought, well, you know, we're a much better side than these. Let's, let's put them away. And we just haven't got that willingness to win football games. And yet you can blame players. Um, but you also the manager's got to take a bit of responsibility as well. You know, we substitution, we're chasing the game, we're getting beat one nil away from Brentford. It makes one sub. You know, we want we need to make more chances and more opportunities in that final third. That's where our, it's a lack of quality. You know, it wasn't the worst performance I've seen us do this season. We, you know, we have played worse, but it's just that horribleness and that that nastiness we haven't got of trying to put teams away. And whether it's lack of quality, you know, well, it is lack of quality, really. That's letting us down. Because I thought the they tried, they were huffing and puffing here and there, but as soon as we got in that final third, it was just it was too easy for Brentford, really. Um, and not testing the keeper enough and putting pressure on their back four. But they were there for the taking. We never smelt blood and we paid the price for it. And again, we're on the podcast again, trying to find solutions why, you know. And it's we keep on playing the same system, expecting different results. And we've done this with other managers in the past, you know, change it up, freshen it up, put a bit of surprise for the opposition. And you know, we We've heard Rafa come out, you know, recently regarding the young guys and thinks they're not ready and thinks he could damage them by playing them too early. Look, I, 
I'd look at my day at Everton. You know, I don't think probably I was ready to play. I don't think had a, Danny had a match who definitely wasn't ready to play. But what Danny brought to the table was energy, enthusiasm, hungerness to, to prove everyone, you know, he, he can play on that stage. And, you know, five, six games, he, he came into the squad. We played all big teams, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. And he caused a riot because he was unknown. He was running in behind. And how many times have any of our forward players running behind their back four yesterday? No one. So how are you going to hurt opposition as a defender? It's right up my street. If no one's running behind me, I'm happy all day. You can play in front of me as much as you want. And that's what we did, you know, and it's just sort of, it's lack of, it's just lack of rhythm really in our final and final third play. It's just off the boil massively right now. And you know, it shows that by the, you know, the lack of goals we're, you know, you know, we're scoring right now. And it's a, an issue if you look what's going ahead in the next few few weeks of our, our fixtures. It's worrying. But you've got them lot across the park and what a game to try and bounce back or you get a bit of smile on the Evertonians' faces and, you know, we were all there, majority of us were there at the game and I thought the fans were great. You know, what to the penalty situation and they were singing to get behind the boys. You know, we want something to sing about but if we're watching the same people week after week playing 90 minutes doing nothing, I can expect the fans to keep on, you know, getting behind them. They're making it more difficult and you know, Rafa's really not helping himself right now with the decisions he's making. Yes, we know he's had a, a lot of bad luck. He's had a lot of issues to deal with. Um, and You know, but the end of the day, he come out himself publicly and said, my job is to get the best of what's available. And right now, he's failing to do that. And he was pretty pleased with the performance and effort, which, yeah, I agree with. But that should be like that every week. You know, that level of performance is just is average. And he, he was happy with that. That's not our motto, is it? You know, in the end of the day, it's to show how bad form we've been in, that we're giving those players a bit of credit for trying to win football games. That's your job. Your job is to go out and win football games. You're playing Brentford. You know, go out, express yourself, you know, have a bit of pride for that shirt. And they just seem to make the wrong decisions. And that's just down to quality. We get in areas, you look at other sides, get in certain areas and put balls in certain parts of the box. And, you know, we pass it left and we should be passing it right. You know, we're pulling the ball back in corners when we, you know, uh, for wide plays and instead of putting it in the dangerous areas. We put it across the six-yard back and we should be pulling it back. It's just no rhythm there in that final third. And that's, it's just down to work at the Finch Farm, overloading. Obviously, it's the guys that are stepping up to the plate right now, you know, while the two boys are injured or suspended. But it's just showed that they're not good enough. And it's very hard to be a blue right now. It's turning up week after week and you're seeing the same issues. Um, and you know, the form, the points we've, we've there was a two, two points out of whatever it is. It's, you know, it's embarrassing right now. And we've got big games coming up. But, you know, can these guys bounce back? You know, you question the, the the ability. But, you know, as a player, you don't want to be calling players out. But, you know, it's the toothlessness and the spinelessness of not trying to win football games. That's what your job is. And now you've got an opportunity against your arch rivals and big big, and big, big games after that to, to prove us all wrong. Because so far this season, they've, they've failed in all them departments. Ben, some strong words there from Bully and just concentrating on the game. There's so much to talk about on this episode, but just concentrating on the game. Just before the penalty at nil-nil, we were at the game. We were all saying, you know, it's quite an even game at the moment. And what we would be interested in to see if Everton did go 1-0 down, the reaction then from these set of players. And the penalty, yeah, it was a penalty. No arguments. A rash high foot by 
Andros Townsend. But then I think we were all concerned, weren't we, for the, for the next 10, 15 minutes by the lack of reaction once we went 1-0 down. And we almost crumbled, didn't we? And we were there was a couple of half openings for Brentford and a better team would have gone 2 in the lot, wouldn't they, quite quickly? Yeah. Well, look, we wanted a reaction from the players, as Borley quite rightly said. I think there was a slight reaction. They actually tried to actually perform and play a bit. However, what I will say is in regards to Rafael Benitez is one win in 10 is not good enough. It really isn't good enough. And he can't escape any sort of criticism because I think that he's going to be falling on his own sword shortly out of sheer stubbornness because... He's picking the same formation, the 4-2-3-1, and he's used one substitution, 1-0 down with 10, 15, even 20 minutes to go. He's only used the one substitution and taken Townsend off the grey. Now, I'm not saying they're the answer. I'm not saying that Dobbin and Sims are, are, are the answer to obviously, go, to obviously get these results. But what I'm saying is, when you're getting beat 1-0 away from home and you persist with this formation and not try and change it, not trying to win the game, just try and try something different, even potentially bring Delph on for someone and then put the Corey and Alan Fairville up the pitch, like Borley said. There was nobody in the box. Damari Gray put two brilliantly balls across the six-yard box. And if we have someone like a Calvert-Lewin, he scores. No one was gambling. No one was getting forward. The centre mids were so deep. Rondon was trying his best, but simply it probably wasn't good enough. Probably his best game than Everton shared, should I say. But again, not good enough. I felt sorry for Anthony Gordon. I thought he was he played really well. Um, I understand that he had a couple of Bad final balls. He's a kid. He's he's a teenager, nearly 20 years of age. He's a young lad. He was the only one at the end, Mick, for me, who actually cared. Obviously, we've seen the, the scenes at the end. We were there. And quite frankly, it was lucky that Hey Jude was playing. Over the people who weren't at the game, Hey Jude was playing. And you've seen it all on the videos. It was toxic, directed at the players. It was bad. It was really, really bad. And I can't describe, unless you were there, just how bad it got, because it was mashed by the song. And... For me, Mick, the football club has now broken the fan base. It's a complete tethers. It's, it's, it's up in the air. We all want more. We all want better. You look at certain individuals yesterday. Lucas Dean, French international left-back, was awful. Was terrible. His, his, his crossing is somehow non-existent this season. and He, he can't escape criticism either. He, he didn't perform very well at all. Seamus Coleman offered nothing. Everton's game plan seemed to go left to right, left to right, right to left and put crosses into the box. But again, what Borley said, how are you going to score without men in the box? I, I just don't get it. The central midfielders weren't bombing on. Alex Awobi, again, tried, but wasn't offering anything, wasn't creating anything. Rondon kept coming short out of the six-yard box. So in essence, there was nobody attacking the six-yard box. No one was getting in the box to try and score. You're only going to win football games if you score goals. And quite frankly, we've had one goal in November with Alex Awobi away at Wolves again. An absolute joke where we've had one goal the whole of November and he's now won the goal of the month against Wolves. He's scoring one goal. It's not good enough. And if it's not working, it's up to the manager to change it. Throw Tosun on. Throw, try and get put two up there. There was moments in that second half where the ball was dropping, where the second striker would potentially be. But because we're playing with wingers and only Rondon or Funds kept on coming short, there was nobody in around him. Put Dobbin on for a chance. Give him 15 minutes. Say, go on, show me I'm wrong. Prove me. Because he's going to run round. He might not be the best physically, skillfully, but he'll try. He'll run. He'll he'll put everything on, and it'll maybe potentially might lift the crowd. Because when we went one 0 down, we all turned round to him and went, "We're not going to score." I I can't see where the goal's coming from in that team. I really couldn't. And we were huffing and puffing and trying to blow the house down, but it just quite frankly, 
was never going to come. We could have played for another 90 minutes, I think, and not scored. We just did not look like scoring. A few half chances, a penalty decision that went against us with Rondon, which I have watched now and I do still think it's a penalty and can't work out why it wasn't given. But again, why was nothing being said to the referee? Why did we not appeal? Why did we not say, I've just probably share pulled? What? There was nothing. It was just kind of like a down tools moment, get into half time and sort it. And if, you, if you're not worried, Blues, then you should be. I, I'm really, really frightened now. I'm concerned because this whole we're too big to go down, that's gone out the window for me because we're in a mess. We're in a real mess from top to bottom. We've all, we've discussed the post-match Man City, what, what my views and other views are of the board and the run of the club. It's not good enough. And I don't think the players have got the fight to get out of this mess. And look, Benitez has had a hard time of injuries. I get that. But if it's not working and you're getting beat, you need to change it, Mick, for me. You can't just go on with a stagnant performance and put your faith in Rondon, who wasn't even getting into the box. But I understand that was what he's probably been asked to do. But when you need goals, you need players in the box. Lee, I appreciate emotions are running high. The lack of reaction for me, once we went 1-0 down, that's really, really worrying. And, and a team that's united when they do go 1-0 down, a lot of the time they regroup, recover and go again. But like I said, against a better team, we could have been 2 or 3-0 down, couldn't we, quite quickly once that penalty was given. Yeah, and that's the concern for me, Mick. Uh, I think to your point, I, I was watching the game and I said that to my brother-in-law, who's a red. Uh, so as soon as we went a goal down, I said, you watch the reaction now. I said, that, you know, we could easily go two or three down. These players have got previous for it. They've got history for it. Um, and OK, on this occasion, we didn't go two or three nil down. But like you say, I think that's owing more to the lack of quality of the opposition rather than anything else and, and a bit of good luck. Um, you know, you ask yourself that same question. If we go a goal down on Wednesday, can you see Liverpool not going for the throat? And, and they've certainly got the quality to put those chances to bed and all of a sudden we could be two or three down quite quickly. But, you know, Borley's mentioned it, Ben's mentioned it, the lack of character, the lack of, oh, I don't know, the belief now uh, within this group of players, um, it, it showed once again. And okay, you know, we, we all know, we all concede that there's a lack of quality running amongst this squad and we've left been left painfully short. You know, it, it was negligent how short we've been left when that uh, transfer window slammed shut, shut back in the summer. But as this run continues now, and like you say, it's one win in 10, no wins in seven. It's not just the quality that's going to hurt us. It's, it's belief, you know, the, the human beings at the end of the day. And, you know, the, the confidence is going to be absolutely zapped now, um, dropping week on week. And when you're not confident, you know, the players are not going to want to express themselves. They're not going to want to take risks. They're going to be second-guessing everything that they're doing. And I think that plays out and you can see that when we're getting into the final third. And you know, again, the lads have touched upon it. We got into some decent positions there where, you know, a, you know, a bit more composure, a bit more quality into the box, time and runs, you know, and all of a sudden we could have been back in the game. We could have came away with something yesterday, but we always seem to pick the wrong option. You know, it's either crosses floated in and, and it's, bread and butter for a goalkeeper or we pull it back to nobody or we hit the first man or whatever. It's all so predictable. Uh, you know, Damari Gray was probably the only one who really looked like he was an absolute threat uh, yesterday when he came on. I thought Anthony Gordon did okay again, um, but I still think he is still quite raw and there's probably more to come from him. Um, but like, like I said, I've got, to, I've got to agree with Borley. I think You've got to try and win that game yesterday. Even even going a goal down, 
Mick, the reaction. You're playing Brentford. Take five minutes. Take stock. Okay, Bre- Brentford aren't a great side. They're on a bad run themselves. No, they should have been getting told all of this during the week. You know, if you go a goal down, keep your heads. There's still a game of football that you can go and win. Um, you know, and if and if you go for it, and we still come off that pitch, and we have, I don't know, we've been beaten three two or two one or whatever. But those fans can see that you've actually had to go, and we've created a few chances. You might have been a little bit unlucky. There's enough excuses to fall back on. So the players can always say, well, you know, we've got a, a short squad. You know, we're, we've got injuries. We're, we're ravaged. But we've given it a go and you can see that. You wouldn't get the reaction that the, the fans gave at, at the at the end of the final whistle. Where everyone, it seems, stayed back just to tell the players exactly what they thought of, of, of another limp, dire defeat, um, you know, to another not, not great side. So... It's it's alarming. Uh, I very very much agree with Ben, and we've we've spoke about this. I've I've been worried for a while now, but I'm now absolutely petrified because I can't see these players having it within them to to turn this around. We need Dominic Calvert Lewin back as an absolute priority, by the way, because we've got no focal point. You know, we've 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 obviously put one of the statues from Cros- Crosby Beach up front for the last ten games and. Not quite working out, is it? Let's be honest. Three shots on target in 10 games, something like that. Absolutely pathetic. Um, so I think Benitez, he's, as I said, I tweeted during the week and said, if he gets this wrong, if he picks the statue and, and, it, and we get beat again, he's not helping himself and he's asking for everything that he's going to get. Um, stubbornness is absolutely remarkable. You know, to not try something different yesterday, to not, we're one nil down with 20 minutes to go, throw the kitchen sink at it. We know Tosson's rubbish, you know, and he's not Everton standard, but it's another attacker, it's another option. You know, he, he can finish, by the way. You've got the the youth that we've called out for during the week, maybe just a bit of energy, you know, causing a bit of panic, a bit of mayhem, forcing a mistake from from the Brentford back four, which was a makeshift one and, and a backup goalkeeper. Not we didn't see any of that. And we also we almost just sort of limped to another defeat. That five minutes added on time. It was pathetic. You know, you're expecting, okay, five minutes goes up, you know, all backs against the wall for Brentford while Everton pushed for an equaliser and potentially a winner. There was nothing. Couldn't even get out of our own half. Um, Not good enough, you know, um, absolutely not good enough. And I'm not even going to go in. I'm not speaking about Wednesday unless you ask me the question, Mick. If I don't have to, I'm not speaking about it. So I'll leave it there. We'll come to that later on. Matt, I know you've probably got a lot to say. You had a night to sleep on it. What are your thoughts on Brentford 1 Everton 0? Well, if we're going to sh- just stick to the game itself and we can speak about Rafa later, you know, the game was just a another pathetic, slow, lethargic performance from, from this team. You know, I think Baldy said it before. You had a manager coming out and saying, you know, we showed intensity, we showed energy, commitment, but they're the sort of things you should be doing anyway. We can't base performances on that. Because if you're not doing that, then you really, really, really are in trouble. You know, we've got to see some some quality as well. We've got to see some some tactics, a plan to try and break Brentford down. And I, I couldn't work it out. I couldn't work out what we were trying to do. We, you know, we never changed it up once in the game. You know, I thought he set up. I thought the setup was wrong in the first place, and it has been for a little while now. Because I've seen these performances week in, week out for about 10 games now where, yes, we've not got the players to create loads and loads of chances because the profiles aren't there within the team. 
But for, the, for me, that means that we've got to try and do something different. Because if, 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 if things aren't working, you, tr you try different things. And the 4-2-3-1 that we've persisted with hasn't worked. And it doesn't work. It doesn't seem to work with these players. Because the main part of the 4-2-3-1 is the link player. The link player in the middle of that sort of front three that links the play. He links the play from midfield. He gets it to the attack. He puts it out wide. You don't have anyone that can do that. So automatically, you've got a, a major, major structural issue within that formation. So then what happens is teams, certain teams are good at keeping the ball and they'll have the ball against us and they'll be confident that they can break us down. So Manchester City last week, they were very, very happy to have the ball because they, they know they can break us, break us down because they've got that quality. Whereas Brentford yesterday, they haven't got that quality. They, they knew that when we had the ball, we were probably less likely to score than if they had it because we do nothing with it. We do absolutely nothing with the ball. We have it around our own halfway line. We, pa we pass it back a few times. It goes back to Pickford and he lumps it up. And sometimes he picks someone out and sometimes he does And it, 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 it's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no structural you know, plan to the team at all. You know, it, it, it's really quite mind-boggling that we never tried to change things up yesterday. I, I'd, I personally would have would have gone with a with a flat three in midfield. I don't, I don't know why we didn't play Delph. I know if, if he's got one mind on Wednesday, for me that's stupid because yesterday was more important for me than, than Wednesday because you always concentrate on the next game. And Everton could have gone back up to mid-table yesterday. Um, got their season sort of back on track with a little bit of momentum going into the Christmas fixtures, which which do start on Wednesday, by the way. You know, it's sort of the klaxon for the for the Christmas period now where the games start coming two, three times a week. And teams that haven't got momentum going into that period are always sort of in danger of slipping right down the league. And we've already started doing that. And I think we're in we're in, we're in real serious trouble now, because for me we don't look like a team that knows what we want to do. We don't look like a team that's got solutions. And you go and you and you look at the fixtures that we've got coming up now. It's a it's a real worry. You know where do we get the points from? We just get you, you know going going back to yesterday. This this these type of performances I've seen too many times now, where we look like we're doing something but we're not. And it's not just under Rafa, but we're talking about Rafa's team now. This Everton side has got nothing. And, the, and I, I actually didn't think it would be too bad second half yesterday. I thought I've seen much much worse. But the lack of quality at times is, 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 is staggering. Staggering lack of quality. You know, there were certain times where Everton had the ball and we were breaking. And there were two certain instances, you know, spring to mind. It was... Andros Townsend released Seamus Coleman down the right side of Brentford's box and he smashes it out of play with his first touch. Another one, Gray was breaking down the left. Oh, sorry, Gordon was breaking down the left and Gray was trying to run beyond him. They get in the way of each other and Gordon smashes the ball out. This is Sunday League stuff. Sunday League. I spoke about it before. Basics. Basics of football. Do the basics right. 
The best teams do the basics right. We don't do any of the basics right. Don't do any of the basics right. And we, what we seem to have, we have a fantastic ability at letting games drift. Doesn't matter if we're behind. Doesn't matter if we're level. We let games drift. We started the game yesterday. We controlled the ball. And after 10, 15 minutes, that was it. We'd had enough. We, that, was, that was a game done for, for some of those players. They'd had, we thought, oh, we've done well for 10, 15 minutes. We'll have a little break now. And we, what we do is we let, te- we let teams come right onto us. We drift, we drift, we drift. And I said to you, Mick, about three minutes before the penalty, we're drifting into conceding a goal here. I've seen this too many times. And what happens? Stupid mistake from Townsend. Penalty, and that's it. And then they don't wake up for 15 minutes. They don't wake up for 15 minutes. And they, they, they rallied five minutes before half time. And I've spoke about this before. How on earth that isn't a penalty on Rondon? I'll never know. What do you have to do? Rip his shirt off? I mean, come on. What well, the thing is, but none of the play, none of our players bothered to go to the referee about it. That was a blatant penalty. Blatant penalty. Not one of them went over to the referee. Not one of them. And 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 the character of this side has to be questioned now. It really does. And somehow now we've we've got to regroup. We've got to regroup because we've got a big couple of games coming up, big Christmas period. And if we're not really, really careful, we're going to continue sliding down the league and we're going to become, um, you know, adrift. And and that's the worry for me now. And I don't know. I really don't know where we go. Bully, a lot's been said about the players. We're going to move on to Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez is currently getting a lot of criticism yet again by majority of the fan base now for his stubbornness, his unwillingness to change the system to, I don't know, Ben has already touched on it, to make substitutions when we are 1-0 down. Do you now think he's now not doing himself any favours? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think everyone knows my thoughts before he comes to the club, but you've just got to get behind him and back him. And, you know, we know he's had a lot of bad luck and issues to deal with. Um, We've got so many key players out. It's always going to be difficult. But his decision-making um, during games, we question his substitutions, not just yesterday, but numerous of times so far. That's not helping him. His stubbornness, he has changed it on the set-piece situation. But again, we're on our back feet, we're not on our toes. You know, that's where Townsend was caught on his heels. He's, he's reacting too late. If you're on your toes, you, you read the situation quicker. That incident doesn't happen. It's all sort of passing the book a little bit and hoping the teammate will sort it all out. And again, it still comes down to the manager. He's trying to still, he's tweaking. He's gone from zonal. He got questioned on zonal. Then he went part zonal where he had the three big boys in zonal marking and he had the three small lads, Townsend. I think it might have been Gray and Seamus being blockers against fellas of a six foot, three, six foot four. Doesn't work. Why even try that? You know, just go back to the old fashioned route of the big boys against the big boys. And who's had the biggest desire should win that. It should be majority, should be also the defenders on the front foot. So he, he's he's still messing around trying to figure out how he can get the best of the squad. We're 12, 13 games in at the season now. And that's a worry. Um, that's a real concern. <clears throat> we, we we started pretty well against Bang Average sides. And as we said probably a lot of times last year, that you'd like to you want to win football games, you play poorly, play badly, you just go, right, we get back into Finch Farm, let's see if we can get our performances up to a better level. Um, 
more you know a nicer style football to win football games. You can play badly, it happens. But it's week after week now. But we're, we're asking the same questions. We're questioning Rafa's decision making, his persistence to play certain people. Uh, some of them are playing there because of injuries. I get that, but there's still options there. There's options, and he's seeing the guys every day, so he's got more, you know, insight than what we have. He's seeing these players in training, but I don't care if you're the best player in training. You know, I play with players who are unbelievable in training, but stick them on eleven aside, it's just a different animal, and you just get them off. You know, it happens. You know, football, some of them are great in training situations and you go, wow, what a world beater. And then you stick them on the pitch. You got the freeze, the occasion, the shirt, the jersey. Something doesn't fit right. And we've got too many of them. And the manager's still sticking with them personnel. And that's a massive issue. He's uh, The fans are split anyway. And this is going to be the game that everyone's been waiting for. You know, we hope we would have been in a better position in the league, more confidence in our key players. You know, in the squad. But Rafa's always going to get questioned on what's he going to do against them lot on Wednesday. You know, that's the first fix that we all looked for. The one that we're half dreading. Well, majority are probably really all dreading it right now after our performances of late. But because Rafa's not really listening to the fans, all in. You know, he is stubborn at times. But there's some players on that pitch don't deserve to be wearing that shirt. They're not putting the performances in. And... You know, you're playing poorly and you're still getting the jersey. You know, if you're not, if you're in that squad and not getting the game, what are you doing? You know, are you doing everything in training to get in front of the manager's eyes to prove a point and go, look, I'm better than them. Give me an opportunity, Gaffer. I want to show you what I'm all about. If We don't know. You know we questioned Duncan Ferguson when he came as, as manager. You know, we were, you know, we were really bad time then. We had a lot of injuries then. We had no expectations. But you got the, you got the, you got Goodison bouncing. He got the sort of our Everton back a little bit, and the fans knew then. There's our plan. Let's just get at them. And the fans got up there at this moment in time with Rafa. We're second guessing. What is he doing? You know, we, we can't really get behind a team or a squad if we don't know what they're trying to do. You know, there's a amount of times that and what we're going to happen on Wednesday is he's going to just sit back and just keep us tight and keep us, you know, the, the midfield deep, the the back line very tight together. And then if they score, what's what's going to happen then? How are you going to get up the pitch? You know, you've got to go outside and win football games. Yes, you've got to be clever and cute on your tactics and that, but we know these players aren't doing that. They haven't got it in them. And it's down to Rafa. You know, at the end of the day, he's the coach. He's got to coach these players and it does take time. But at the end of the day, he's got to put out 11 players on a pitch trying to win a football game. And at this moment in time, he's failing to do that. Um whether the players are letting them down, they probably are because the quality is just not there. But he needs to find a solution. That's his job. That's why he's getting paid a lot of money to find a solution to get the best out of these players, the best tactics available that they can take on board and go out on the pitch and do it. Um, and we're not getting the results. And it's only going to be a matter of time that we don't want chopping and changing the managers. We've been down this route. It's not help. Not it's not um, healthy for the club at all. But there's only so much Evertonians can take. And um, he seems to be like the whipping boy right now. You know, I think obviously we, the guys have spoken up in previous podcasts about upstairs and the board and what's gone wrong. And yeah, it's all accountability, everyone. But what we want is go to a football game and get behind, you know, the boys and support what they're trying to do. But at this moment in time, we don't really know what they're trying to do to, to get behind and support. And when game management comes into it, everything seems to go out the window. You know, the Wolves game, you know, just the players just seem to go off key. Benitez has lost control of that game um, and there's been many more. And, and, and even like yesterday, you're thinking 20 minutes to go. Do something. 
you know, and as the lads just said, then change it up, make two or three positive substitutions, let's have a right good go. And if you fail to do that, the fans will applaud you for the effort and go, well, at least we had a go. But passing the ball backwards and sideways with minutes to go, what's all that about? I don't, I don't, get, I don't get the mindset. And it's passing the book, players aren't taking responsibility. I get that. But that's coming from the manager. He needs to be on the touchline screaming and shouting. You know, getting the players, get the ball in the box, make it difficult for Benford. He's not doing that. We can't really find out his game plan right now. And that's why it's so hard to be a blue to get behind him. Ben, some strong words there by Bully again regarding Rafa Benitez. I know you were frustrated yesterday with his stubbornness. Do you want to go into a bit more detail regarding why you were frustrated, especially during the game at 1-0 down with about 75 gone? You were really getting vocal with me and a few of the other lads. You were really showing your frustration with Rafa Benitez. And you've been quite relaxed regarding Benitez's tenure so far. So are you now feeling a, feeling a little bit, you know what, he's not helping himself at the moment? He's fallen on his sword, like I said before. It was screaming out for potentially two up fronts. If you, if you really are struggling to get forward, you need players in the box. It's going to be resorts to long ball football. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be nice to see. But you're not going to get any goals or score with only <clears throat> one man in the box. Iwobi wasn't pressing forward. The Corey and Allen was sitting so far deep, they had no space. Brentford knew what they had to do. Let, let our fullbacks get the ball and then press as a team and we'll just go left to right, left to right, put a cross into the box. Nobody in the middle. And that was that. Headed away, cleared away. We'll get them on the break because they've committed forward with the fullbacks. Because Lucas Dean's come out and said that Rafa doesn't particularly like him going forward. He was, get, he was bombing on yesterday and all Brentford were doing was countering quickly and it, was, it put us under pressure so much. So Benitez, to be 1-0 down, to only make one substitution for me, was completely baffling. And I, I've, I've, I haven't really got on his back, to be fair, over the past couple of podcasts because I felt a bit sorry for him in regards to injuries, obviously Mina being out, the Corway being out and Calvert-Lewin and others. But we've, he's, he's had to throw the Corway in back into the deep end yesterday and he's had to play another 90 minutes. He's only been back training this week and he's been lashed straight back in there and arguably was our best player on the pitch. So he's had another 90 minutes under in, under the tank. So we've had to throw our best player back in early. And it's it's backfired because we've got beat. Now we've got Liverpool, Arsenal and others. You've got Dobbin and Sims on the bench, which I understand is probably not Premier League ready, but they'll give you a bit more to be up front. Tosun, the, the, he's a good finisher. He, he gets in the box and if he gets a chance, he will score. He was sat there. Delph was sat on the bench. You could potentially put took off took off a fullback or a winger, put Delph on and sent the Corey and Alan further forward. Just say, let's go all out. But the stubbornness not to change away from the system is, I think, potentially could, is going to cost him his job. And then we go on to another topic. Who comes in? Who would want to take over this group of players who have got no wits about them? No, they're spineless. They, won't, they, won't, they don't want to fight back. Because... For me, you got interim manager Duncan Ferguson potentially, but he's not ready, is he? But at least he'll play probably four four two and go long ball because this team can't play football. But we try and we try and play it, and it just don't create anything. And the tactics were, were just really bad yesterday. And, and as Bowley said, he is the man to get the best out of this squad, and he's trying. But when it's not working, you need to try something different, and he's not trying something different he's just sticking with with what he's got and he's being extremely stubborn and saying no this is what we train with this is what we're going to stick with and as I was saying to you and the lads Mick and even you were showing your frustrations which is the first for me I haven't seen that from you and you were saying why aren't we getting another striker in there that's where the second striker would be 
So people start asking questions and it got a bit toxic. I don't know if fans could hear it on the fans could hear it on the TV. There was some chance and it was just a really bad place to be. It was just I was just I'm so deflated, Mick. I'm I'm deflated about it all. I'm frustrated. I just want the best. I want us to be successful. And I just feel like I'm just so down at the moment. It's like, what's the point? People are saying liquidate and start again. It's it's difficult to be in Everton at the moment. And we've got the Merseyside Derby coming up. So we haven't hit rock bottom yet. And I think after Wednesday could be rock bottom. I'm just hoping proved wrong. Lee, what Ben's just touched on there, there was some chants going round, especially after about an hour. And it was obviously the, the, the song regarding Rafa Benitez, which I'm sure we all know what that will be. Do you agree with that? Do you think the fans yet, you know what Rafa Benitez, he was never going to get as much time as other managers due to his, his past, which I think we can all accept. So do you think now frustrations are almost accepted by the club and think, yeah, you know what? The fans are going to show their frustration. They're not going to accept Rafa Benitez, especially one winning 10 in all competitions. Those songs are going to start being sung and it's to be expected. And whether you agree or not, it's not a particularly great place to be in, is it, when we're like this? No, like Ben said, it's it's really horrible supporting Everton at the minute. It's no fun. You know, you support a football team for enjoyment, don't you? We're not getting any of that. It's just heartache and disappointment. Um, but at the end of the day, with regards to Benitez, I think any Everton fan is well within their rights to respond however way they see fit. Um, you know, we're certainly not here. We'd, we'd never try and tell any Evertonian how to behave or anything like that. And it was it was something that we saw coming. I think in the summer we were saying, okay, I think some of us were behind the appointment. Some of us were maybe not so behind it, but willing to give him a, a chance. Um, but one thing that was plainly obvious and we all agreed on is what you've just said. Uh, we were He was never going to get much time. And if there was a, a, a run of results, you know, he would get less leeway than other people would simply because of who he is and his past. Now, when I talked about a couple of results, you know, I, I didn't think no wins in seven or one win in 10. This, is, this isn't just a bad patch now. You know, that, that's over a quarter of your season um, where we've won one game. So, like Ben said earlier on, if alarm bells aren't ringing, they very, very much should be. Um, and Benitez has to carry some of the can for this. We all know we, 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 we've talked about it until we're blue in the face. Yes, we've got injuries and stuff, but there's times where he's been able to still call upon international footballers who aren't playing to the best of their ability. He doesn't seem to be going out and trying to win football games. To me, it looks like he's going out not to lose them. Very, very cagey on the back foot all of all of the time. We don't seem to want to take the game to opposition and try and win football games. And that's not what you want to pay to go and watch and go and see. Um, is stubbornness is something I thought was was it just a myth? Was it something that opposition fans just talk about because they're blinded by certain things or whatever? I think we're all starting to see now exactly what they were talking about because it, you know, we've talked about Rondon. I'm not going to keep going on about him now because it's getting a bit silly. We all know what he is and his limitations and stuff. But, you know, no matter who that is, if you've got any player who is failing so badly, who's really, really struggling up there, whether it's fitness, whether it's the fact that they're just not good enough. In this case, I think it's both. Um, you know, why leave them on? You know, it's almost as if he's desperate for him to score one so he can turn around and say, I told you so. You know, you can't, how long are you going to wait for this to happen? Um, you know, it's, it's unacceptable. That, and although the options aren't great, we all concede that there are options there. Do something a little bit different. 
because at least then he's facing one less question. And that's the way I would look at it if I was Rafa Benitez. But things are bad now. I think Wednesday night, we've spoken off air, Mick. I am really, really concerned that things could start getting very ugly for Benitez on Wednesday because I'm afraid our neighbours are in uh, rather good form. They're averaging three to four goals a game. And if they are giving us a hiding by half-time and Rafa's getting his name sung by them lot in the corner of the Bullens um, and we're getting the the old Istanbul shouts and Agent Rafa shouts thro- shoved down our throats. And <laughs> I don't know, he, he's stuck with the same tactics. He's, he's leaving players on who aren't performing. You add all that into the mix and Goodison Park's going to be a, a, a nasty, horrible, horrible cauldron of just toxicity come Wednesday night and I for one I'm just not looking forward to it one little bit uh, I'm really not I'm, I've got I've got to be honest I'm not saying that for a reaction or anything like that I really don't want to go I don't want to go on Wednesday I'll go because I know the draw of going to a derby and what if we win and I just you know love the club and all of that but I, re- I really don't want to and, and I know other people are in the same position so Benitez he's yeah I think he is more of a, a symptom than the illness but he's not helping himself at the minute. He's giving people bullets to fire and that's on him. Um, now, I hope he has a look in the mirror between now and Wednesday. He's only got a couple of days and, and says, right, OK, the fans have made the feelings heard on, on, on Sunday. Th- clearly, things aren't working. You know, I'm going to try and do something different. At least he's got Richarlison to call call upon Damari Gray. He could do something different, especially with that those striking options and going with maybe a little bit of a different system or formation up there. Whether he does or not, I would I wouldn't be too sure because his stubbornness seems to be a a trait that he doesn't seem to want to let go of. Um, but like Ben's just said there, I think he's really risking one disappointment, one bad defeat, too many. Um, and it's and once the fans turn, I think you, you look historically at managers. Once that starts to happen, very very difficult for the club to ignore it uh, and for, for any manager to turn that round. And I think that's going to be the case with Benitez if he doesn't change things very, very quickly. Matt, where do you currently sit on Rafa Benitez's tenure? I know obviously a lot of fans now want him out. Some want him to have a couple more games. Where do you currently sit with Rafa Benitez? I think this is a really, this is a really difficult question that I make because for me, this weekend was sort of a, a game changer. You know, it really was. I, I personally thought Rafa would sort of turn this around, this this, this runner form around. I thought we'd have seen new ideas, fresh ideas, and I thought we'd have at least picked up a win or two in this run um, and be sitting, you know, comfortably in mid-table, which is where we probably expected to be going into Christmas and you know, just trying to pick as many points as we can and, and maybe try and get a couple of a couple of half-decent signings in January that'll kick us on into the top half, second half of the season. But it, it really has got to the point now where the pressure should be right on him. The pressure has to be right on Benitez because, you know, this is not just... Because, I think some of the pressures was coming from the fans before because of past connections the style of his football. Let's be clear, any manager who has five defeats in six, you know, one win in 10, 
would be under pressure as Everton manager, whether that be Pep Guardiola, Carlo Ancelotti, Roberto Martinez, could have been could be anyone in world football, they would be under serious pressure right now to change this around. Because it has got to the point now where this is completely unacceptable. Unacceptable. And the most worrying thing for me, and I slightly alluded to it before, was the lack of plan, the lack of new ideas. I thought Rafa was a a really keen tank tactician. I thought he I thought he'd be able to manoeuvre his way through difficult situations. One of the reasons I was sort of brought round to his appointment was that that he can work in difficult situations with players that might be slightly limited, but in a Rafa Benitez system, a Rafa Benitez sort of setup, he'd be able to get the best out of them. He's not doing that. We are not getting the best of what we've got. And I don't think we've got very, very much. Let's be clear about that. I think this is a pretty, pretty bad squad. I don't even rate the first 11, let alone the squad. But I do think we're not getting as much as we can out of them. I think we've actually gone below that level. And that's where the concern comes for me now. Is that he's had enough games now to try and change this around. And yesterday, he had Decore back as well, which was it, which is which is the one we've all been complaining about. And I just don't think he's utilising what we've got. For me, yesterday, it's, it's Everton at the minute it's because they've got no link player, like I said, and they really lack creativity. Creativity, oh God, can't say the word. Creativity in the mid midfield. They need to utilise what they've got on the wings. So playing that flat three in midfield and using the core slightly further forward so he can run and get into the box, for me, has to be the way forward. Because then you push your front three up and you've got a real front three then. You've got a real front three that can put pressure on the back four. In a minute, we're, we've got nothing because the wingers are really, really isolated on the outside. We've got no, unless Richarlison plays, and even when Richarlison plays, he's so isolated. The strikers are getting so isolated. They've got no support. So we've got absolutely nothing. We've got massive gaps in the midfield. And then when we get further forward and balls come into the box, there's nobody there. We're not, we're not seeing people get in the box anymore. I remember there was a picture at the start of the season. It was, it was a Southampton game. And there were like five people in the box when the ball came in. That wasn't that wasn't there yesterday. You know, there was two balls by Gray that he put in. Unbelievably good crosses. Right across the face of goal. The goalkeeper was in no man's land. He was never getting to them. The centre-halves were completely exposed. And there was nobody within five yards of the ball. No one was darting in from the wing. No one was cutting in. No, there was no Rondon. He, 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 you know, I just don't think he can keep up with play, to be honest, at, at times. You know, some of his hold-up plays all right, but when it comes to getting in the box and, and putting in those those chances, he, he just can't keep up. But Rafa, Rafa's got to think of ways to get around that. And having the wingers closer to the striker and getting him in the box like that has to be the way forward with the Corey coming in from deep. 
he's compromising some of what we've got. And now we're in a situation where if we don't win against Liverpool, we're going to see the reaction of the Liverpool fans, which is 100% coming, by the way. I'd be amazed if they're not singing Benitez chants and Istanbul and whatever within the first two, three minutes, to be honest. And then you've got Arsenal. If Everton lose those two games, they will not be far off the bottom three. They will not be far off the bottom three. They're already in 14th. Yes, they're six points off the bottom three. Burnley have not, you know, they've got a game in hand. But the 17th place is on 12th, 12 points. 12.17 is on now. And we are, we are coming to a situation where are we just putting off the inbatable that Rafa Benitez can't turn this around, that the fan unrest will get too much. And that's where I am now. I, I don't honestly know what the best way forward is. Do you give him till January? Do you give him another two games? Or do the club get themselves together and decide enough is enough and that this was a bad decision? It was not. It, it was a gamble that was worth taking, but it's not going to pay off. It's, it's, a, it's a really difficult one. But what I do know is that if performance levels and results don't pick up within the next two home games, I think he's a dead man walking. Simple as that. He needs to find a win from somewhere. Otherwise, unfortunately, Everton are going to be looking for yet another new manager. That is, you know, it's not what we wanted, but unfortunately, it's getting to that point. Paulie, Matt calling on maybe the next two games are, are very important for Rafa Benitez's tenure. Now, just bringing it all the way back again to the Brentford game, the reaction after the game from the fans, it, it's probably the worst I've seen it in my lifetime and I'm over 30. It was it was really, really bad. Um, normally, obviously, after a defeat, the fans just get off and get out of an away ground or even a home ground. But no, the, the, the majority of the Evertonians stayed and showed their frustration. As a former player, you know, is there a way back for a manager when it goes that far? Is it very difficult for a manager to turn the tide then? Or do you think, like Matt just said, we're almost just holding off for the inevitable? Yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, as a player, you're going through, you've had a bad game. You want to go over to the fans and thank them for the support. But um, me personally, I would have just got myself into the dressing room. Uh, you'd have an opportunity before the game to go over to the fans and thank them for being there and hopefully they could cheer you on. And it's up to you and your teammates to go out and put a performance in and hopefully come home with, with some points. They failed to do that, you know, um, Fernandez at Man United, we've seen Solskjaer, we've seen all the negative media of when they went over to their fans to apologise. Fans don't want apology. You know, the, the, you know they're, they're turning up week in, week out. We've done it for many years. The fans are, you know, they're too good for this club. They, every, they go everywhere. They sell out everywhere. And we're used to bad performances. But oh, what we wanted was reaction next time you go out on that pitch and, and show a bit of pride in your performances. And the, the guys are failing to do that on a consistent basis. And, You've got to start pointing fingers, and yeah, you know, Rafa, it's a, it's a difficult one. He's not helping himself, um, and when Goodison gets toxic, we know what happens. It's, and if he gets to Christmas, he's either been very, very lucky, or he's turned us around. Um, and I, I can't really see 
where our next points are going to be coming from. Um, we've got massive games coming up, but are we sort of better as a club being the underdogs and, and leaving everything out there? But that happened, that's okay for a short period of time. We've got to have a bigger picture than that, really, to, to get you through to the season. But Christmas, you know, we probably thought Rafa needs a window. We need to give him time. Um, we didn't spend all our money we had in, in the summer. Um, so that's available in January, plus whatever we probably saved off the hammers. Uh, wages and the, the Hammers deal so there's money there in January to go and bring in better players and fingers crossed that our core of our team uh, Mina uh, the core is fully fit back um, Richie will be fully fit and DCL back in the team that will look a different side and if you look from Boxing Day onwards they're, they're all winnable games and we could all be thinking well we've just got through a bad blip or a new manager comes in and our expectations go high because we've won four or five games on the bounce and we, you know when we think oh he's our saviour but then as soon as we start playing the big boys again we're back to square one so it's it's a huge effort it's, 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 a, it's a massive decision for the board you know they've, they've took the gamble bringing them in even though the fans were split but the board have got history of this they've done it with Allardyce they brought Allardyce in when a lot of the fans didn't want him at the club and that didn't work out well um you know, so it's a decision that the board are not really listening to the fan base, which is quite concerning. They think they know all the answers, um, but how many managers are we going to go through? You know, it's stopping our, you know, the amount of money we've spent and the amount of time Mercedes being here. You would expect us to be in and around sixth and fourth each and every season, fighting, being around that, that them areas, and it's worse. You know, you look at it, it's a summer, everyone else improved their squad. We let good players go. And we let bad players go as well, which have been we've been trying to get rid of many players for two or three seasons, but we're struggling to do that. You know, we've got a quality of Hammers, which again is on Benitez's head. He didn't want him, but he's a world-class player. You can say what you like about him, he's, he's work ethic or whatever, but he's got quality and he only needs to take one or two crosses. And you know, it's a it's a different kettle of fish. You know, we know what the ball he did in the derby last year. Looked pretty simple. But has anyone else in that squad got the ability to do that? The Evans and he's he's let him go and he's brought in you know three players and two of them pretty well for the thing to Marty Gray's probably been our best one. Townsend in part is done well. Uh, but I'm sorry, Rondon is wrong. It's a flop and it's all hindsight now. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> there's nothing we can do between now and January. And a lot of Benitez fans are gonna want him to have a, another window to get things right. But where are we gonna be in January? You know, is it worth spending money in January if we're we're struggling. We're nowhere near the European spots. I think Europe's out the window now, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, and it's just trying to get to Christmas with many points on the board. Um, and that's up to Rafa. Um, and I think it's going to be very, very difficult for this squad because it's very difficult for me to see where our, our, our next points are going to be coming from. Ben, after the game, obviously the fans were showing their frustration towards the players, but it's not only towards the players, is it? You know, a view from the Bullins, we're an independent podcast. We managed to get a banner made together, which said, you know, we demand nil status, this is optimum, and it's about time the club did too. And if you want to go into a, a bit of detail, I know Lee's got a lot to say about this as well, a bit of detail of, of who it was aimed at, what it was aimed at, and why we took it to the ground on, on Sunday and displayed it. So, first of all, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who obviously listening, who've got on Twitter and supported us, um, supported the podcast. We just we, we just see that we've got a bit of a platform, um, all of us on this today, and we just wanted to just put across what our feelings were. And quite frankly, we're just not getting the best. We're not getting anywhere near that. I, I, I want success, as I said earlier. I want to I want to win. 
and I want the club to want to win too. Um, it wasn't aimed at the players, it wasn't aimed at Benitez, it was aimed higher up than that. It was aimed at Everton's board and obviously if those who were paying attention um, at the game, Marcel Brands and Bill Kenwright actually sat down as we put the banner up, so the timing was impeccable. Um, I hope they've seen it, I hope they realised that what we're currently seeing isn't good enough. The, the mismanagement, the misspending that we've done off the field, again, we go back to that £600 million and we're working with a squad like that that we've got. It's it's just not good enough um, and we want better and you're always going to have a bit of pushback from people and people are more than entitled to their opinion. Um, if they're happy to accept what's going on, um, then that, that it is what it is. It's If you're happy to accept what's currently going on at our football club, then that's your decision. Quite frankly, or myself, you, Mick, Lee, Matthew Bowley, um, Jack, the other lads, we're just not happy and we want better. And at the ground yesterday, we received really positive feedback. Met some great fans. A lot of fans got behind and held the banner up. And I wish I could have held it up the whole game. I really could. I would have missed the whole game to show that club what what I think and what we think is a podcast to go against what's going on. We could have got three points and we still would have held it up the whole game because it's not good enough. If you are you or I, Mick, were managing a big business somewhere and put up the kind of figures, facts, numbers that the Everton Football Club are doing currently as that business, we wouldn't be in a job. We'd be sacked. We'd be gone because we've had no success. We're not going anywhere. We're just floating mid-table mediocrity again and Yes, I understand that the stadium is brilliant. I'm absolutely over the moon with that. I, I really, really am. I think it's superb. It's going to be amazing for the city. But I'd throw that all away for a trophy tomorrow. I'd go sack the, sack the stadium. I want a trophy tomorrow. That, that, that's what I deem as success. Winning on the pitch. We're the best team off it for me, charity-wise. We, we, we do so much in the community of Liverpool. And we're probably the front runners of the Premier League of, of, of doing such things. And I'm all for that. And I want that to replicate on the pitch. And as I've said so many times, success will always start at the top of any business. So the banner was against them. We want better. We want the, the, what is said on our crest. We want the best. And nothing but the best is good enough for, for me, for you, for any Evertonian. Because if you can get behind this, then you've got... I, don't, I just don't see how anyone can not agree with it personally. But again, if you don't, it's all completely up to you. But I'm just so glad and respectful that obviously the likes of the Echo and the Athletic, um, Paddy Boyland and Adam Jones have run stories saying that it, it is a current, that we want more, we want the best and really thank them for using, using it in their articles, really. As much exposure you can possibly get and... I just, I just want the best, Mickey. You can hear my voice. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. Six years ago, Mashiri came in. I thought, here we go. Here's the turn. Here's the changing point. And we've gone backwards. We have gone so far backwards. And financially, people think there's money there. We're ruined. There's going to be more losses this year. So I really don't know how they get out of it. I really, really don't. And it's, it, it's sickening. Obviously, Matt Neard, really good discussion with him. Um, in the Fitzrovia, the Bell, in the hotel, and. It was just really, really bleak. And that's that's where I stand on it, Mick. I know Lee's got a lot to say. So I, I, we just want the best. And we want to hopefully get others behind us to back us and, and join us. Because we, we need a movement. We need everyone to join this. Because we want better. We deserve better as a fan base. 
No, absolutely, Ben. And I just want to say, you know, I'm really proud of you guys for for making that stand. And Lee, the, the banner wasn't about yesterday's game, was it? It's it's a bigger thing than current results. It's a it's a banner to suggest, you know, why aren't the club speaking to the fans? I know that obviously the recent news regarding the AGM has been taken in house, and it's all going to be done on on Zoom or Teams, and questions will be pre vetted, so they can't be just questions off the cuff so they don't have to answer difficult questions and obviously the silence coming out from Goodison Park from obviously Farhad Mashiri, Bill Kenwright, Denise Barrett-Baxendale, Marcel Brands that's obviously leads to more frustration even more so when we obviously see what Aston Villa are doing down the road when we see them coming out Christian Perslow and giving their fans a plan of where they're going with the structure, the under-23s. And that, that's all we want, isn't it, really, Lee? As a fan base, we can accept losing. You know, we might not be the best team in the world, and we can accept that. But we, we want to be heard, we want to be listened to, and we almost want to work with the club. And that, that that's just not this podcast. I mean, in general, fans just want to be pushing all in the same direction for the betterment of the club. And I think that's why we're all just that little bit frustrated at the moment, isn't it? That the club almost just seemed to have gone quiet, gone in amongst their shells, when in reality a club is much stronger when it is as one. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it's not like we expect success. We're not like Man United fans who have been spoiled for the last 20, 25 years and haven't won nothing for two or three seasons and all of a sudden, you know, they're crying out for attention, you know, like a, like a spoiled toddler in a pram. That's not us. For me, Mick, and, you know, we've all spoken at length about this before we decided to go ahead and do something and make a stand um, it's difficult, in my opinion, to come on the podcast week in, week out and, and moan and complain and bring up all of these issues, which are, which are very valid um, and other Evertonians share without actually doing something about it. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't do that in any other part of my life. So if me if my car was constantly playing up, I wouldn't sit there to, to, to me missus going, I'm, oh, you know what, this car's awful. I should never have bought it, you know, you know. BMW are terrible, you know, the reputation's rubbish, blah, blah, blah. But then go and drive it for the next week with, with, with the wheel hanging off and the suspension not working. I wouldn't do it. So if, you, if you're going to be unhappy with something and you have the opportunity to do something about it, which we have now, you know, we, we have got a platform. You know, we've been very, very lucky you know, that the podcast in the last 11 months has gone particularly well. And, you know, we, we've, we have a lot of listeners and people listen to what we have to say and join in and get involved. You know, we've had other fans getting involved. We are lucky that we've got that platform. So perhaps people look to us and that's what we were saying. You know, people are looking to us. You know, who's going to be the first to step out and actually do something? Because it's not a whimsical thing. It's not something that we've just thought of, you know, randomly because we're bored. You know, these gripes and these complaints and issues have been around for a number of years now as the, the failure of this board has unfolded. Into ultimately what we've what we've seen, what well, what we see in front of us now. So, I was confident that it'd get backed. Um, what as as it's turned out, it absolutely has. Obviously, you lads have spoken to me, and you know it, the support that you got at the ground yesterday. It's amazing to hear that that all the fans got behind it, you know, and wanted to join in and stuff like that. Um, and absolutely, it's not it's not against the team. You know, at the say, these are two separate issues. You can hold a banner up wanting you know a bigger issue to be addressed um and still get behind the team vocally because you know I, I watched it yesterday you could hear the away fans you know and, and I know you you lads were screaming your heads off for you know for them and, and supporting the team like you always do 
Um, so it's not a case of, oh, you should be backing the, t- the sides, the team. We do back the team. We back them in person. We back them in voice. We back them in every single way that we should. Um, but ultimately, we, we're all Evertonians. We're massive blues. We want what's the best for our for our club. We want to use the platform that we've got in the best way that we possibly can. We don't want to get lazy with things. Um, and also, like Ben's just said there, we, we don't want to do this on our own either. We're not We're not looking for attention. We're not looking to be, oh, look at us, we're doing this. You know, this is great exposure for our podcast. It's nothing like that. You know, and if more people want to join us, you know, and other people want to get in touch and say, listen, we're with you. You know, we want to do a banner as well, or maybe we'll think of something different to do. You know, we're all ears. We'll, we'll be all, whatever's best for Everton Football Club and, and, you know, the future and improving things going forward is all that we're all interested in. I can tell you that for, for now. So the motives were the right ones. It's been received well. Hopefully, it, it you know the message lands because um, that's what that's what we've done it for at the end of the day. Um, because if if it doesn't and things don't change, then I, you know I said a couple of weeks back, I think we're sleepwalking towards something potentially catastrophic. And you know, Everton Football Club means too much to too many people. Um, it, it it's literally people's lives. You, know, you see you see on Twitter hands tours and. You know, all the people that follow us away, home and away, you know, literally every week they, they bleed blue, you know, and, and we want better. You know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking seeing the club in the mess that it is now. So if we can play our part and do something small to try and raise awareness and push for improvements, then we absolutely will. And we won't make any apologies for that. No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, Lee. And, and that's all we've got time for. Everton, Full 2A, well, a defeat at Brentford, 1-0. No wins in seven, one win in 10 in all competitions with the derby on the horizon. Thanks to Ben, Lee, Bawley and Matt for joining us as always. We will be back with the derby special, a pre-match special on Everton versus Liverpool, which is on Wednesday. In the meantime, stay safe, take care and we'll see you very soon. Take care and all the very best. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.